Hello and welcome to Crushing Comics. This is the Comics Review Show from the Comic Crusher. I'm Paul, this is Liz. Uh, we're going to try and do a quick show today uh, for you. We know it's our first one back in a couple of weeks, uh, but we'll just try and get through it as, as quickly as possible today. So sorry about that, guys. But uh, lots of stuff happening at the moment outside of the Comic Crush, so <laughs> got to get those things handled. But um, we are going to talk about X-Men Red, which I don't have my copy of uh, sitting here and haven't read, I've got to be honest. X-Men Unread, I think is what we're going to call it this week. Uh, we are going to talk about the Joneses, uh, which I've got right there. The Ocean Will Take Us, we're going to try and do that as well. And uh, West of Sundown, just there. And I am going to try and do a quick one on uh, Spider-Punk, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if we've got time for that. Um, Liz... Why don't you try and tell us about uh, X-Men Red, X-Men Unread? <laughs> read I, by I me. Didn't, uh, yeah, <laughs> read by you, definitely. Uh, I, I didn't read it this week, I'm afraid. I uh, I, I skipped out on it uh, just for, for sort of time restrictions and things. Um, is this kind of the start of this sort of next phase of X-Men? Yeah, I suppose. Or... Um, yeah, I mean, like in the last couple of weeks, we've had um, actually several really fantastic um x-men books coming out um today actually or this week actually there was a couple there was um, a new issue one of marauders as well which i haven't mm. read yet but um but last week we had immortal x-men which was brilliant absolutely fantastic that was uh, kieran gillen read, sorry uh-huh yeah and um and we had x-men latitude uh x-men unlimited latitude which is uh actually like you know sort which... of uh it's the first issue um uh of what is actually going to be like a digital comic yeah um, and you know on the marvel app i understand you won't actually get the second issue of that or you won't get the the next one i don't shot, know that they're uh, actually printing the rest of it i think um, it's sort of to I, maybe i, 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 I hope I so because i loved it it was a great issue it was so fun i like just like i i love issues like that where it's just this really basic stripped back wolverine story you know just wolverine being wolverine mm. um and you know i mean the vertical panels and and that you know that form of storytelling you know really appealed to me um i think it, some of declan shelby's best work i thought it looked amazing uh i just loved it um and i loved uh x-men uh or mortal x-men uh as well that was really great and mm. uh this week i really enjoyed x-men red and cool. um, yeah uh so this is al ewing um let me just bring up the credits page here um uh, yeah, written by Al Ewing, which, you know, always appeals to me. I think he's so great. Um, I just love, I just love his work. Um, Stefano Caselli on the art, um, Federico Blee on colors, uh, and BC's Ariana Mayer, uh, on letters. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it looks great. You know, it's, it's really, you know, um, love the art. Don't know, don't know how familiar I am with, uh, Stefano Caselli, but uh, but I really love his work here. Yeah, I've seen some of his stuff, quite a bit of his stuff, in fact. But um, like just across various books, um, really good artist. Really good, I, yeah. I, as with with like the entire kind of Italian school at the moment, there's there's so many great. In fact, Italian and Spanish schools, as someone was pointing out on um, on Twitter the other night, uh, there are so many great artists coming out of those those two countries. Um, yeah, they're really kind of um, dominating the industry, the American industry, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so basically, you know, in a, in a nutshell, um, this book uh, sees uh, sort of Storm 
Magneto, Sunspot, and, you know, a, a cast of other, you know, yeah. uh, sort of known X-Men characters um, on the planet that is now referred to as Arako, which um, was once Mars, uh, hence right. the X-Men Red. Um, you know, they've terraformed mm. Mars um, and uh, populated it with uh, citizens, you know, formerly of the island of Arako. Um, right. and, uh, and Storm sits on this council, um, which is, uh, you know, basically the, the governing body there. And she is, um, is, is, uh, her, her sort of title is the regent of Araco, one of her, her numerous titles, but, um, she's sort of almost like the, the queen of this planet. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, she has some mixed feelings about that. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to be, you know, sort of uh you know uh, referred to as your majesty and that sort of thing yeah so i'm having um, terrible problems with the light again this week it, it's now that we've switched to this daytime schedule now that the the clocks have gone uh yeah <laughs> yeah you actually get daylight in this room it's horrible <laughs> gotta get a ring light paul i know i know we're not gonna afford it um um right and sorry, magneto magneto has like you know sort of uh quit his position on the quiet council Mm. Uh, which is, you know, the council on Krakoa, um, you know, he, uh, things sort of blew up, uh, you know, in all of their faces, uh, you know, sort of, uh, during, during events of Inferno and, uh, basically he's decided that he doesn't want to, uh, to, to sit on that council anymore. He, you know, he's basically feels defeated and, uh, has decided to kind of go sequester himself on Arako, mm. um, and uh and do some soul searching and then sunspot who is you know kind of our other lead character has opened a bar there um uh and you know he's he, he's sort of this fun loving character um but he's got conflict as well he doesn't know if he really belongs there or you know what what exactly he wants to do um you know uh so it's uh you know it's, it's got some character exploration um you know it's setting up the uh the events that are going to take place there. Um, and it's a cast of characters that I really like. Um, you know, they, they bring in Cable, they bring in uh, Agent Brand, um, you know, so uh, a really good kind of roster for this book. Uh, so, you know, so I definitely, uh, I'll, I'll be reading this, you know, as it comes along. And, uh, cool. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just on a big X-Men tip at the moment. I'm really loving the yeah, X-Men. You, you mentioned before, I'm like dipping in and out. I've never really been an X-Men fan, has that many times but i did love um x-men unlimited uh, latitude last week um got a big kick out of that i i think ultimately with these really big universes i'm i'm kind of happy just to dip in now um yeah. and maybe read the occasional trade and stuff um i do have a few uh, you know x-men trades here unread uh that i may or may not get to <laughs> at some point um but I, i'm more interesting characters like I, I like i really like wolverine um yeah and i'm more interested in things that will just follow a single character or a character or two um so yeah i, I will try and give x-men x-men read a read though, since i do have it here um yeah anything in particular about the book that you really enjoyed or uh, i mean you know i i i just really enjoyed it. You know, it was a good, mm. good little entry. Um, you know, uh, I, you know, as I said, I, I always love, uh, 
valuing storytelling and uh and you know i'm a big fan of that batch of characters you know particularly magneto i'll always kind of go out of my way for for stories with magneto and uh and you know love agent brand whenever she pops up you know so uh so yeah i'll be following that um but that is not the only superhero book we are talking about this week even though uh you know we're mostly talking indies um the other one uh is one of the awa upshot books um which we both read uh which is the joneses Mm. um now this speaking of big universes this does have a uh, a slightly kind of detracting uh, thing going for it if you're, you know, if you're not following what's going, which I'm not, and I, I don't think you are either. So th- there's been a, a, a kind of, AWA has its own universe, which is the year zero kind of universe. And out of that, they've managed to create these kind of... Uh, quite soluble kind of mini series um and things like that so i think out of that you've had things like uh telepaths moths um and now uh this by michael marici uh with art by alessandro vitti um colors by uh ives carina i'm trying to search for the credit block (laughs) which has uh, once again eluded me. Um, yeah, Colours by Ives Carina and Letters by uh, Sal Cipriano. Um, I have not jumped on any of that, that AWA universe. I try and get the first issues of a lot of the AWA books because they do some crime stuff, so I'm really kind of into that, and I, I usually like seeing if, if that's going to hold for me. Um, uh, and sometimes I end up collecting the whole series and sometimes I don't. Um but this I, I really enjoyed. Um, so the pitch is that there are these uh, uh, kind of people with powers that have risen out of a global pandemic that's decimated the world population. Um, Sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what we're now encountering is a kind of um movement against those people with powers because obviously there's a lot of fear that they might be dangerous and some of those people have chosen to become super villains and some have chosen to become superheroes and this is the story of the joneses who have chosen to become superheroes sort of um well some yeah of, some mean, of them in, have superheroes in disguise and yeah yeah like there is a kind of family fracture some of them just kind of want to be left alone and 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 kind of get on with their lives and their powers some of their powers are proving uncontrollable um as we see within the mother in the in the the opening book um i quite like this i mean i think like michael marucci does does kind of list things like hickman's fantastic four as an influence and stuff like that and there's certainly um, yeah sorry go on uh, there was another one. I can't remember what it was, yeah. but uh, yeah. um, but there's there's certainly it, there's certainly a fantastic full vibe, almost mm-hmm. or at least tangentially in the fact that it's a family of four people, you know, um, uh, brother, sister, and and the parents, um, which kind of has has been done plenty of times. Um, 
I think one of the things they bring to it is that they kind of integrate the family into what's going on in, in the everyday neighbourhood societal element. So one of the big sequences, even though it's actually quite a quiet sequence, one of the big sequences is they, they, they go to a kind of a, a parent's evening where a lot of the parents are talking about these superpowered individuals and they, they, they're talking basically about, you know, trying to ban them and, and, and stuff like that. And I, I quite liked that S aspect of it. I don't feel there's anything in the book that you may not have seen in other books. It's um, not reinventing the wheel, but no. uh, it is, uh, it's definitely, it feels like a fresh sort of yeah. take on, on what it's it, doing. Completely. Completely. Um, I, and I really like that about it. I, you know, it, it also kind of has nice allegories with the rise of, of fascism and, of course, what, what people are, feel is the sort of rebirth of fascism in in modern society, at least in modern Western society. Um, I... I kind of like that about it. I think you're going to get a lot more fiction like this over the coming years. Um, yeah, you know, and as you mentioned, uh, as much as you mentioned Fantastic Four, it's almost like the Fantastic Four and the X-Men combined in yeah. a way well, because, you know, you've got the Reborns who are essentially, you know, like the mm -hmm. mutants. They're, they're hated and feared and people want to round them up and, you know. But the, the, the thing I want to bring up about that, there is an element of comic creators... I, I think all comic creators, whether they acknowledge it or not, probably want to redo the books of their youth, you know? <laughs> um, so, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No. Um, because each successive generation brings something to it. And and I do actually agree with the, the notion that I think if, if superheroes are real, they would, they would, it would be a freaking terrifying thing people and especially you know the average slub um so you know there is something in that i think the paneling was quite nice in this i quite liked the 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 kind of storytelling and pace of it all i i liked um vt's art it's kind of a nice line it's it's detailed but there is that kind of i think the coloring adds a really nice kind of sheen to it all um and you know critically in today's into in today's comics world it is clear it's clear paneling you can see exactly what's going on at every moment and you're not given any kind of problems with the geography of it all uh, and I, I i think that that kind of is an issue in a lot of comics <laughs> um and the dialogue also is completely clear. Um, but I, I like this idea that, that, that kind of as much as the the kind of frightening superheroic element or powers element can rise up from within your own backyard, so can the seeds of, of you know, fascism and the seeds of, of destruction and, and things like that. Um, and you get a lot of action in the book, like it's very well paced, but you, you get like three action sequences in this, each one progressing and getting bigger as it goes. Uh, and I think 
you know, hats off to the team for, for doing a book that's that well structured and kind of um, and paced and things. So, yeah, I, I really like that. I'd be curious to see where it goes. Yeah, definitely. strong first issue, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to want to add about it? Um, no, I think I think we've kind of you know we've kind of summed it up. Um, you know, I did I did enjoy it. You know, um, and I don't actually read lots of superhero things that aren't from the big two. Um, you know, at least uh, yeah, I, you, and, you know, I I'm sure there are you know probably many exceptions to that, but at the same time, you know, yeah, usually uh, when I read indies, it's not a it's not a superhero based thing. No, no, and I think a lot of the indies actually shy away from them. Yeah. Um, or there has to be another element added. I mean, you know, uh, the, the kind of superhero stuff has, has is kind of locked down by Marvel and DC, really. Right. Um, you know, and, and and there's other, you know, there it, it's certainly um, a genre that, like, you know, other people want to, you know, can kind of play with, um, you know, like, uh, and, you know, other other publishers, like, you know, for example, something like Invincible, hmm. um, well, that, and, um, that does, yeah, you know. Black. Right. I mean, look, look, that's growing into a whole whole universe. I, I think it's interesting to see that this is is kind of that with this this sort of year zero universe because I think that's what it's come from. They're they're choosing to do different styles of books with each thing, um, and I I think that's an interesting approach. And I think as a, you know, I'd like to kind of read, go back and maybe take a look at them at some point in collections, but I just don't have the time right now but um at, at some point I, I i will and i think awa are doing interesting books for sure um, but the, their first issues are always you know quite exciting and quite interesting um but yeah I, i'm interested to see see where it goes um should we talk about uh west of sundown yes yes let's talk about that um, um i love this cover i think it's yeah. uh, i don't know which cover you have but yeah. I, i've got exactly the same one yeah, yeah i think it's such a great cover um, um, you know, I caught my eye right on, you know, uh, it, I was doing the, uh, the sub boxes at work and, uh, and yeah. you know, I just saw this and I was like, oh, that's going to be one I'm going to talk about. Do you know about. who did it? Who, who did the cover? No. Uh, cause I don't. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> oh, yeah. I assume, I assume that it was, um, the, you know, the artist, uh, series artist, Jim Terry, because yeah. there is no other, uh, like you know, on the credits page, I'm not seeing a cover credit, so I, mm. I just they, took for you know. They had a few. Uh, they had a few variants on this. Um, uh, just first of all, we should say the book is written by Tim's, Tim Seeley and uh, Aaron Campbell. Uh, surprised to see Aaron Campbell writing instead of drawing on this, because doesn't he usually? Isn't Aaron Campbell the guy that draws uh, Drew Hellblazer was with um, for Sizeburia? That sounds, yeah, that actually sounds mm. correct. Um, and he, he's had something else out recently, Suicide Squad Blaze, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Or, or um, and uh, drawn by Jim Terry, as you pointed out, uh, coloured by Triona Farrell and lettered by Crank. Right. Um, I wonder I wonder if it's his cover, actually, looking at it, looking at the style could, of could it. Be. I wouldn't could be surprised be. at all if that was Aaron Campbell. Uh, yeah, I just can't see anything the in, cover. In, in the credits. I mean, so it, we're back in the vampire arena again, and uh, we probably will be in a few weeks because uh, Christian Ward's vampire book comes out. Um, yeah, which I'll be excited to talk about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like... So 
to look. I mean, vampire fiction, very storied, as we know. Um, vampire westerns are rare, but not that rare. Uh, so, in fact, there is a movie called Sundown, I believe, okay. uh, which is about a town full of vampires, which is, this is not. Um, but that is a Western era set vampire movie, as I recall. Um, there is, of course, the, the most famous one will be Near Dark, uh, right. which is is probably the best example of the this sort of particular sort of subset of fiction. But that's a modern Western. So that, that's kind of set in the time it, it was made, uh, which was the late, like late 80s. 80s. Yeah, yeah, 87, I believe it was. Uh, and it's a superb movie. And, and if you, if none of you have seen it, or if some of you have never seen it, go track that down. It's like, great. it's kind of tricky to find these days. But it is a freaking awesome movie. Um, this is set during the the Civil War, I believe. Uh, so we're in we're in 1861. And we're dealing with a soldier who who seems to have accidentally or otherwise murdered a child. Um, or murdered at very least a, a young boy. Um, because uh, obviously back then they would have been tasking even very young people to, to begin oh, fighting. Yeah. Um, and he... Do you, do you know what side he fights for? Can you tell? Because I, I can't remember how the uh, uh, Oh, I'm terrible with like you know with the yeah because he doesn't. Have, I don't think I mean, like, it looks like. Uh, I think he's a Confederate soldier. He might be. He might um, be a Confederate soldier. I think he probably is, but you know, don't don't quote me. No, um, okay. but I'm not a war buff by he, any means. He is, he is an Irishman, and he you know during his his sort of grave digging exercise, he he. He comes across a uh, a grave of a, a, a beautiful woman. Um, well, yeah, and he, yeah. he or she he, rises with, with, with a with a bell um, at the side of the yeah. grave that starts ringing. Uh, so when he digs, you know, digs it up. Uh, yes, this beautiful woman climbs mm. out and says, "Oh, and you know, I've, I've woken up know. at the wrong time, like yeah. in the wrong." And uh, so her name is Miss Constance de Abend. Um, so one assumes she's she's Germanic in in uh, um, origin. Do you know what de Abend means? No. Uh, the evening. So. Right. <laughs> There you it's Constance the evening. Uh, um, it, you know, it's a nice setup at the beginning. He kind of instantly kind of, kind of becomes enthralled to her. Uh, so it's a very traditionalist vampire story in that sense. I like the time jump when they're kind of running this sort of club and finding people who have done evil and basically just offing them uh and using yeah them as, like you know using them as uh, her insulation. food source you know yeah, yeah. well yeah and insulation um, <laughs> um but you know so so she you know she's particular about who she feeds off you know uh yeah. prob- and it seems at possibly at the insistence of uh Dooley, yeah um who you know becomes her sort of uh familiar yeah. yeah familiar um and there's there's some quite witty stuff in this there um, is uh i love there's a line where where 
where Dooley talks about leaving this club and he says, I'm I'm glad we left before the ball got too French. <laughs> Meaning, I, I presume uh -huh, right. it, it then turns into some sort of orgy and he, he kind of doesn't. Right, right. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's he's just this, quite you know, innocent boy. Yeah, yeah, this good Catholic boy, you know. Mm. And we and we kind of you know we also get this thing where they're being hunted by by people who you do just calls the the hunters. Um, and and what happens is due to the hunters' kind of intervention, they have to run from the west coast uh, over to the uh, sorry, sorry from the east coast to the west. To California, and of course, California back then was kind of still Mexico, and you were you were dealing with with that sort of kind of element to it. Um, and then Constance has to kind of repair her body because she's quite severely burned uh, during this kind of scuffle that that makes them leave uh, New York. Um, I like the feel of this, and it's it's interesting that it's set in Western times, and I. I kind of wonder if so. I mean, vampire fiction comes out of Europe and then out of really London or England, at least. Um, uh, and the time that vampire fiction began is roughly the time when the American West was was sort of reaching its its kind of zenith. So I wonder if the reason why this time period is often melded into that genre is because those things were around at the same time quite possibly yeah and, it, and, it, and it's interesting that there's this kind of instinctive um need to do that amongst creators people who write fiction yeah um i mean ram ram v did it differently he did vampirism and colonialism which which worked really well in in these savage shores um and in fact, I think that's the first and only time that's that's been done, to the best of my knowledge. Um, uh, American Vampire de dealt, you know, with the kind of Western. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it starts, it starts that way, and it actually goes through American history, right? I mean, they they, yeah. they it pops up at different times, and I think they got as far as the, the space race, and are now in the the seventies for its sort of final kind of stages. Um, it, it's interesting that these stories kind of never went away. I wonder why they never went away. Did you ever think about that? Like, uh, what? Just vamp the, the, yeah, I vampire? Yeah, vampire know, stories. Like, I think general. I think that vampire stories. It's because it's it's got all the ingredients. It's got horror and sort of romance and um, you know just kind of these like really powerful yeah. kind of tropes attached to it. Um. I mean, again, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago on, on, on a podcast where both of us are kind of <laughs> quite literally suckers for vampire fiction. So, right, yeah. I mean, I was, um, I was obsessed with that stuff, you know, like uh, sort of from the time I was a teenager. I, I still am. Like, I, I'll, yeah. I'll still dip in every now and then. Um, I, and I'm always looking for something new, but there doesn't seem to be much new on it. However, this was, this was really good. I... Yeah, I, I really like this. I, I don't really have any didn't really have any issues with this. Um I like the art. I think the Oh, the art's of, beautiful. I thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. It kind of, you know, there were there were um things about it that reminded me of uh Frank Avia. Yeah, um, and, and Guy Davis was a, another guy that came to, came to mind with this. Um and certainly color-wise, I think you're 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 kind of heading into that Frank Avia. Um uh 
kind style, of style, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very good, and I, I certainly, I certainly recommend it. Um, there is a specific reason why she heads to to, to California, um, which has to do with something that happens sort of midway through the book. But I'm I don't want to reveal that here because I feel like no. it will give too much away from the story. But that thing does follow. That 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 is also that kind of trope, if you like, can be found in Dracula. So again, it's and there is a reference, uh, like yeah. a very overt reference to Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in here, you know, they. I think she re- references uh, the the Count of uh, mm. where is it? Yeah, Romania. Yeah, the Count of Romania is the only vampire that's more powerful than she is. And the the thing with with Dracula is again, it's one of those things that, that always sticks around. And also, interestingly, for comics, every few years someone will adapt Dracula. And I think last year, or, or and going into this year, there have been two or three Dracula comic books. Um, again, never goes away. And I'm surprised that Marvel haven't kind of jumped on it and restarted Tomb of Dracula um, in some way. Uh, I remember reading a great Dracula story. Which was not Sergeant Rock. I think it was Fury. I think it's like Howling Commandos, um, where they <laughs> they're in like Romania and they have to go up against Dracula. It was in Marvel Marvel Comics Presents, which I remember buying back issues of because it had Weapon X in. I was looking for the Weapon X issues, um, which is certainly something that I I wish they'd kind of republish in a you know like a floppy trade, um, and that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I I really like this. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I really did. Uh, you know, very very good. Uh, you know, sort of um, take on the genre uh, and great art. Um, beautiful cover. Really really fun. Mm. So definitely. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to fly through two more just quickly. Um, I, I want to give this a shout out. The ocean will take us. Uh, this is by Rich Duick, whose work I really enjoy. Uh, I interviewed him once uh, in the UK uh, shortly before we left all, but all funny enough. Um, so this is uh, The Ocean Will Take Us, number one. Uh, Rich Duke writing. Carlos Oliveira is uh, on the art. Manuel Pupo as the colorist. And Dave Sharp doing the letters. I, you didn't get to take a look at this this week. I didn't. It's It's a lot of fun. It's a very... Like, it uses the, a very standard kind of setup, which is new kid comes to town. He wants to join the swimming team because he's a talented swimmer. He uh, kind of gets, you know, not bullied, but sort of shunted to one side because he's the new kid. And the existing swim team are, are seem to be a bunch of bullies. And he, he makes friends with a child that they're bullying. And also with a, a young woman who who kind of is into horror stuff. Like it, it's a mix of elements you've seen in a dozen things. Um, and, but I don't mean that as a detraction because I, I think that Rich Duick writing horror is kind of like it for me. Like um, uh, Sea of Sorrows was really good, uh, which was a very dark horror book. And even darker than that was Road of Bones, which uh, like was it was one of my favourite books of the last few years. I, I really loved it. Um, he also recently wrote a Superman story for Superman Red, White and Blue, um, the, the DC kind of anthology, anthology title. Um, he, he's great. Like, I, I really love Rich's stuff, uh, and he's a really good guy. 
Um, I always really enjoy when on, on the rare occasions I get to have conversations with him. I always really enjoy talking to him. Uh, Carlos Oliveros does the art. Looking at the art and the style and the colours, it is very much a YA book. There's a little bit of language in the book, so maybe older children. Um, but I, this is very much in keeping with what Aftershock seem to be doing, which is they're launching their kind of a, own YA line. Um, I don't, I don't think this is part of that, but it, you can kind of see that it's there to, to sort of usher that in almost in a way. Um, but I, I really liked it. It's worth reading the back matter of this book as well because that kind of all adds to what you, you read in the main book. Um, it's all to do with kind of, you know, something possibly quite horrific living in the waters, both in the school swimming pool and in the, the ocean surrounding this particular bay that they live in. I, I think that's really good. And I, I definitely big thumbs up for me this week. Sounds good. You should take a look at that. Uh, Spider-Punk, I thought was a lot of fun. Not familiar with the character. Um, it's done in a, the, the art style is very distinctive. It's quite close to Daniel Warren Johnson stuff. That's definitely uh, worth looking at. I just want to give you a quick rundown of the creators. Cody Ziegler is the writer. Justin Mason is the artist. Uh, Jim Charolampidis is the color artist. I probably mispronounced that. Sorry. And Travis Lanham is the letterer. Again, not familiar. You read this character in, in Spider-Verse, right? You would oh, yeah. He, he pops up, you know, um, mm. in uh, – and I, I think I – you know, as I was saying to you off air, mm. uh, I highly suspect that this is a character we might be able to see in uh, in the upcoming uh, Spider-Verse movie. Sure. You know, I feel sure. like it'd be like a, a really good kind of entry mm. into that. People really yeah. love the design of that character. Uh, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, – I can totally see them uh, them bringing him into the movies. And I like the fact that the idea that there's a kind of complete Marvel universe where this character is as well. Because you get a Captain, uh, not Captain America, but a Captain Anarchy. Uh, there's Riri Williams. Um, the, there's a Hulk. There's They go up against Craven uh, the Hunter, or, you know, which is like a guy from a rival band. Um, I, I quite like the pacing and fun of this. Um, I think it will find its audience quite easily. Um, I don't know anything about the creative team, I've got to be honest. Uh, Cody but... Ziegler, I think, is a female wrestler. Right, okay. Yeah, I think you mentioned that before. I, I, and again, I'm not... Like, I'm not familiar with wrestling, wrestling, but, yeah, you know, like some of the people it. I work <laughs> with are big time and we're really excited to see that name on there. <laughs> excellent, so. excellent. Um, but yeah, like, it, it was a good, fun book. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I... I I don't know. I mean, with Marvel stuff, I don't know sometimes if it's better to wait for the trade. I, I am preferring the Marvel miniseries. Like I said last week, I've just got through uh, reading Kang the Conqueror uh, as a mini, uh, which was freaking awesome. And one of the best comics I've read in the last few years. Like, I absolutely adore that. Um, I, you say well, that every well, week. What? <laughs> you that say that every just, week. <laughs> What the Kang is the best? Yeah, the Kangs. Yes, you've been it banging on was. about like, Kang. I cannot, I cannot underrate that book or overrate that book. You, you guys have got to go, go read that book. I thought it was great, and I, I don't think great. it got enough to you. Uh, well, personally. you know, it, it seemed to it... sell well because mm -hmm. there was a scary moment there where I couldn't get the uh, penultimate issue, and that was driving me mad. And I had to order it like a couple of times into into Gosh because uh, I ended up getting like the variant, and it was just like no, yeah, no, no. We were... <laughs> 
<laughs> we were selling out of it too. Yeah. Um, but Liz, read it. And you, you, I did you read it. It was great. And, right. Well then, <laughs> there you go. I'm not wrong. <laughs> it's a freaking good book. Um, it is. Yeah, so uh, I, I do advise you to take a look at that. Next week, I'll try not to mention Kang the Conqueror. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I've got nothing else to add. We've sped through this one, Lisa. We have. We've uh, covered a lot of ground, actually. That's, yeah. what, five books? Uh, that, that wasn't bad. It was, it was kind of it was not as in-depth as I would have liked to have gone on some of them. No, but, uh, no, you know. but, you know, um, as, as you said, we both have uh, have lots of stuff on. Uh, so I'm I'm pleased that we we managed to talk about as many books uh, as we did and um, and you know uh, are able to recommend them because uh, mm. there was a lot of good stuff this week. Yeah, uh, just a quick question for the audience: If would you prefer it if we just covered one or two books and went more in depth and really looked at the visuals and, and stuff like that, or do you prefer when we're we're kind of a bit faster and we we just we, you know we do like a few books? Um, I'd love to hear from you guys on, on your thoughts on that. What, what what type of show do you want to see? Um, because that really helps guide us, you, you know, into how we make the content and stuff. Um, do check out the web store. Some of these will be available in the web store uh, later on tonight. If you want to check that out and, and pick those up, and that helps me uh, survive and keep going and keep doing this. Um, it... Uh, uh, there's also, if you want to know, kind of, if you want to see more content, there's the Patreon. Like, take a look at that, and, and that lets you know how you can can help us out and, and keep us going. Um, beyond that, got nothing else for you, really. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, Liz is also on Twitter. You can follow her. All the details will be in the description block there. And also do check out her website, uh, lizcjordan.com. Um, you can pick right. up all of these fine comics. Uh, at, oh, yes, uh, yes, of course. Know. I always forget. At, at Gosh Comics in London. Local, yes, Gosh Comics in London. Uh, that's entertainment in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, mm. And any other fine purveyor of uh, four-letter, you know. Four color comics. Four color comics. Four color comics. That happens to be near you. Yeah, I know. If only. Um, um, four letter X Men. <laughs> oh. So I've got all in the brain. Right. Okay. Uh, it's been, uh, I'm not going to say a pleasure list, but. Uh... <laughs> An experience. It's 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 the best I could have hoped for, really. Uh, right, uh, guys, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that, Facebook. Find us, follow us, uh, and we'll do our best to kind of entertain. Well, I will. Like Liz, just won't bother, quite frankly. Uh, she'll just be off doing something else, reading reading more crappy X Men books. Uh, Wonderful X Men books. <laughs> So thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, we'll catch you next time on The Crush. Bye. Bye.